Hello and welcome to Talking Wednesday episode 99. This is live, as you can see. As, uh, do you know what I love? The fact that we're doing it live. Your face took a second to pop in and I was like, <laughs> are you going to appear on screen? But we are here. That's, that's amazing because I'm actually watching yeah. it on the replay now and it genuinely <laughs> took a second. Audio listeners that are getting this late on a Tuesday night, you won't know what any of this is. We did put out on the Twitter today that we would um, be doing a live episode of the podcast. Yes, we are indeed. so close now at episode 99 to that Glorious famous... 100 not out and he's not got rid of me yet. Not yet. Worker's vying for your position, can oh, you tell? I, oh, I, I can tell 100%, and cracking job he did last week, but also, you got sick yourself, mate, so just remember. Right, I've been ill for two weeks. Like, I've not actually gone on a podcast since before Christmas. because This we is reco- the first we pre- time we spoke in, like, ages. <laughs> yeah, we pre-recorded the Christmas podcast, which I really enjoyed. Oh, you, me- you mean the one where I would just... A fluttering meth and still not much better. Yeah, but then it life got its own back because I had to change my Christmas plans and everything because I ended up getting so ill, probably around the seventeenth ish. Yeah, I got. I just I, I start I started with a tickle mid that week, and then I got tonsillitis from flu. Right, so I had flu that turned into tonsillitis, that turned into a chest infection, that basically wiped me out the whole of like heck. Christmas you, and New you Year. You didn't get ill; you just got mega ill. Yeah. <laughs> so I last week got the flu cold thing that going around, which just knocked me out, which hasn't helped the fact that my other half had got pneumonia still, so she had to do like the go run. When it was really cold and really bad with bad chest, so we just finally got back into a normal routine. And I'm still fluttering, coughing like a good one, and I want it to go away, doing my for head. For audio listeners, he's got his mute button there, <laughs> so the cutout of audio was him muting himself, coughing, because we've got to have get quite good at that when he does, uh, does this. But yeah. there's too much to talk about, and... This time next week, it will be our 100th episode, yep. so we kind of need episode 99, no matter how you're feeling to come out. Exactly. I hope you're all doing well. Just be aware that you can chat live if you are listening along to this podcast live. We want all your opinions on the topics and any topics that you might want us to do at the end, feel free to chuck them in the chat um, and we will have a look at them as we go through. As we always do with these podcasts, it's going to be slightly more interactive, but we won't delineate from the normal podcast too much because this is a podcast people listen to it it's it's more focused on that and then we pull bits from the chat that we see um heads up super chat is available on these though i always forget to mention that but it, it the super chats is a weird one because i still don't think people have got used to it that you can do that on youtube and you mean the thanks? Yeah, the super the thanks. thanks. But yeah, yeah, the super that's... thanks, but also the super chat, because I still think there's a lot of people who are content creators who are still at that mindset of going, um, I, don't, I still don't feel comfortable saying, I went very Yorkshire though. I still don't feel comfortable acting. And yeah. I, 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 it, I, it's a weird one because I know a lot of people who know it's there and they enable it. It's like, how do you sell yourself to something? Because it still feels alien. 
On on a while we're talking about how we uh, we ask people for money, feel free to click join below on the YouTube video, and there's memberships available. And there is a there's a lot happening on this channel next week. Yes, a lot. So the membership thing might we might talk about what the plans are for that next week. It doesn't launch immediately. I think I'm two year membership now on your channel. You are congratulations. There is another two year member that I am going to be speaking to shortly, actually, and there's one that I don't know if I've got their contact details. So if you are a two-year member, still, please, I've said it before, please get in touch. So uh, let's, because I get in touch with me and let me know because I'd like to send you something out. It's not very, it's not very, like, it's a big thing. Fantastic. But you've supported the channel for two years, so. Yeah. Punk, punk doesn't get anything. Nah, nah. Um, I, 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 get to, I get the enjoyment of being in the wonderful embrace of this man talking Wednesday. Wow. I couldn't think of any words. My brain High praise indeed. Have we had any reviews? I don't know now because we're live, so I haven't checked them. So episode 100. I tell you what, if you have never left a review before, when we've got everybody in the room next week. Oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> right. And we've got everybody in the room, right? Yeah. So... If you're never going to leave a review on this podcast, it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Podchaser, and we'll all be there to pick apart your review. Yep. So if you bully Jack in it, there's a definite chance I'm reading it to him as some sort of poem. <laughs> so not giving anybody any ideas. Well, Actually, dear. that's probably not good for the review system. Don't, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> anyway. We will get into the football after I said, how's your week been, mate? Apart from the... Apart from the obviously death. death. Uh, you can't say that, actually. No, you're not allowed. The, the monta me. There's montization flags around that. That's why yeah. so many people say unalive. I wondered why they were doing it. Yeah, Carry on. It's, I've been very ill, as some people have guessed, with my zero presence online. But I'm getting better. I'm on the back end of it. But I'm also starting to, you know, when you get that new year, you want to try and figure out what you're going to do next. Yes. My list involves everything I want to do to the house before we eventually figure out we eventually want to be parents again, because that's something that's going to happen this year. We, we've hit that point where we have a five-year-old who is baby of Sarah. My other half is getting baby obsessed. So it getting that point. So I want to get the house to a point where it's not, it's livable, but where nothing needs repairing or doing. And I can just be like, right. Only you're, like a big you're thing. Getting there. It, you're getting there. I've seen considerable there. progress since I've known you. It, like in terms of what It you're is doing. slowly getting there, but it's like little things like a bathroom fan suddenly dying and then having mm. to go, I need to do that. We need to replace the cooker hob because for some reason, Christmas Day, it decided to trip the entire elect electrics. So I was like, great, that's another thing to add to the pot. It just, being a homeowner is awesome, don't get me wrong. You own your own house, you can do what you want. But it's these little bits that then you need to fix that is the pain in the backside. And How was your Christmas, by the um, way? Quiet with my, with wife and little and but before that i had to go to donny which was a nightmare and then i had a christmas we normally have like three christmases so we have death oh, i can't say it this video has been completely demonetized by those two words 
If you're ever wondering if you create videos while your yeah. videos, it's, it's these triggers. It, it's, it's really weird because you have to come up with new words that don't trigger it. Yeah. Anyway, what were so you saying? On. So we normally have three Christmases. So we have one at my sister's, one on Christmas Day, and then one that we have at the just us. Now, my other half managed to get out of seeing my lot. I wish I had that option. I love to have done that. <laughs> well, at least you've said it on a podcast now. So they, ah, they already know I told them to the faces. Um, <laughs> but it was good. It was good to just chill out and relax and not think too much. Uh, and it made me sit down and rethink a lot of things for this year about my health as well and just how I need to slow down a little bit or change ways I do stuff. How's your week been and how was your Christmas apart from also being under the weather and not being able to function? There's I'll start with the, I'll start with the Christmas. I got over like the first illness and I still just had like a cough at Christmas, but then other members of my family came down with it. So we couldn't like have my nan round for Christmas. We couldn't do our normal Christmas. Now that was gutting. Right? That mm. was like we we had that responsibility of like elderly relative and my dad honestly sounded like it I've never when someone's ill I've never heard someone cough as loud as that man. So I was like we're not we're not bringing him. If he's one of them, when you he's ill, you know he's yeah. ill, right? So I was not. We weren't bringing my nan uh, around. We thought we'd all we'd all been ill anyway, so we were like, we'll just we'll just do this here, um, and that was nice. I did all. I was I was responsible of all the Christmas meats again, so I uh, made some lovely Christmas dinner part of that. And then I, I brightened up for a little bit for for the, for a few days between New Year, Christmas and New Year. So I, I we did a load of different family nights. We had a few game nights, went over with Sof Slot. Um, that was really nice. New Year spent up. Uh, we actually went back to uh, Sof's. We uh, had a mate of mine over that we had to reschedule a trip from. So nice. we I started to sort of come down with something again then. But... Um, yeah, other than that, we were... Question we, for it you. It was a nice... Was Monopoly involved in the win? It was not allowed, oh. no. <laughs> no, it was, it was banned. I, we, played some, we played a Mario party and we bought like, so like music games and stuff like that and, and we did the old-fashioned sort of quizzes. Yeah, and... what did we do? We did Pop Master. Oh, we, right, we did okay. the Pop Master, which was quite good, but it was also fun watching my mother-in-law read questions and go, who's that? And like, we all like, well, it's this person. It was really fun. But the one the game I actually really enjoyed, and I, it was Operation but Unicorn, which my little one got for Christmas. And she's getting so competitive. It's scary. And hmm. you've met my little one. You yeah. know how much of a sassy pants she is. Yeah. Oh. She, <laughs> she, she's, definitely, she's definitely one for the arts, isn't she, your kid? Um, we, yeah. In terms of my week, it's I, I've had to make a lot of decisions this week. I've got a few health things going on, as I've said about. I probably might if a couple of I don't know if a couple of drinks can be involved actually next week. Um, but if I'm sure I'll talk a bit more. I've just had to make some real decisions. I talked about it a bit on the Christmas episode mm. about seeing where things line up. I've sort of, I've sort of, I've sort of had to make some decisions this week. So it's been a bit of one of those where you're about. Oh well, this is a bit. This is a bit scary because mm. I don't know where I'm going to end up with this. But I I'm, uh, know. I, I, I need to pull the trigger now while I can. I know how you feel because I've been there 
when it comes yeah. to health stuff and work. And the scary bit is you figure out what to do next. Yeah, um, I yeah, I've got I've got some plans and I've got some uh, and I'm t- I'm currently discussing some things. I'll see I'll see what can happen and um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that I I've always put myself last. And that's probably my yep, family at Christmas card to turn around thing. and slap me and yeah. went, stop it. <laughs> so, it's about time you put yourself yeah. first. Yeah, exactly. And um, you're not getting any younger, mate. It, oh, thanks. It, Appreciate it, that. I am still the oldest one out of everybody in the podcast. It goes mm-hmm. Jack, Soph, you, me. I'm the one that's dying. But mm-hmm. when you're getting older, your body does things that are just stupid. And with you having the chest infection, I know you with your asthma, probably not helped it much. Mm. that's not even like every, I think everyone's got asthma nowadays I swear we were all born in smog that's not that's not it um, but yeah anyway let's talk let's get to the football part yeah. of the podcast thank you for the thir- <laughs> we only lost about 10 viewers from the ramble that's about that's, <laughs> that's alright I'll take that yeah um, Sheffield Wednesday played Newcastle recently We'll jump in from there. I, I think Worko covered the other fixtures. I think he did, yeah. He didn't cover the 5-0, actually, because he was watching it during the... What an armchair, right? <laughs> watching it as he did it. I was like, you armchair. <laughs> um, I'm joking. It's not even an armchair. It's not got arms. But we... Yeah, he... Um, Wednesday won that 5-0. That was, a, that that was, was a us game. finishing our dinner, wasn't it? Yeah. Windass with a hat-trick. Um, but let's move into the Newcastle one because this one, what a game. Windath is just on fire at the minute. He got the bit between his teeth. Now, I do want to say this now before we start. Start with the Windath no pay, pace. I know I said it. <laughs> it happened. But I am getting to the point where someone says it to me again in person. I will have violence. Cool, yeah. I don't appreciate people doing it when I have my little Damn. girl and laughing in my face. It, that crosses a line, so stop. Um, what? Yeah, I had some random person. I had my little one and they came up to me and like said something. I kind of turned around and said, uh, give me. And then they kind of went, oh. It depends how they phrased it, because if it's just banter, then that's it fine. It wasn't banter. <laughs> okay, fair uh, enough. But um, I understand it. It's out there. I said it on the internet. I know he got paid. He got well, I'll say it because I'm through a screen right now. You were completely wrong, and Windass was given an inform on FIFA that had yes, 96 I know. pace. And he also 96 did, pace? He also did a Instagram post that went slow, and I was like, brilliant. <laughs> so, oh, dear. But oh dear. let's get to the game. It was superb. We played some excellent football. And can I just, no, can I just stop a second? We'll probably talk about this more next week because when you talk about podcast legacies, that was like on the first episode and no one had ever mentioned his pace before. Was it the Cardiff? It was Cardiff, wasn't it? I just, you, you mentioned that and then you genuinely, like from then, I've bullied you so much and so many people have. That it's just become a thing about Windus's pace yeah. being in question. So if we talk about legacies of this podcast, that one thing is la- oh, yeah. largely amusing. We'll it, talk about it next week. If I Carry on anyway about Newcastle. That Newcastle game, we played some really good football. And one of the things that got me about this is this is the kind of football we know we can play. And knock it about a bit. The only disappointment in this was uh, for me was. Delhi, Vichero. He just wasn't ah, in the races for me. You'd, you'd I think he just dropped off a little yeah. bit. Didn't do well. 
But at the end of the day, I think the games that are suited for Delhi and the games that are not, and I don't think this was a game suited for him, Adeniran for that path. But before that, that turn from Byers was filthy. Absolutely yeah. filthy. Skin two players and then get the ball. It was superb. And you look back, I think it was just onside. Looking I'll give it. I'll give it that, yeah. Yeah. If ours was offside, theirs was offside. Exactly. So. But um, that second on. goal, it was off Smith. Smith did the dunk, wrong word, but you know that kind of work off the ball. Yeah. And there's a partnership going with Smith and Windath that is really nice. And they're start, you're starting to see the development as a really good partnership there, which we knew was there, but it's just not been tested. It's not bad for Windass, who's not a striker. The form he's on at the minute. And five five goals in a week is Exactly. Their goal, yeah. Lack of concentration. But Cameron Dawson also needs the credit because that's one handed save was outstanding. Whatever they done to Cameron Dawson confidence, keep it up because he's a different keeper now. We well, that's what we were, we've said this because obviously Cameron Dawson was, I think, first choice when we started the podcast. Yeah, and it was obviously the the, the decline and the, the relegation and, and everything that that built around that. And Cam, I've always said Cameron Dawson's a great sh- shot stopper. What I was worried about is like playing it out and being part of that system. He's better at playing it out than Stockdale. Yes, I actually when you when you look at our current keepers, I think. He's he he he's still got a great shot stopper, which is mm. fantastic. I'd actually say his reactions have got even better, and he's he's showing more of maturity to his game. He seems to know when to come out and put players off. I think he's you know? only four still. He's probably coming out for crosses, but I I'm think... talking about when he runs on a player, yeah. when a player's closing him yeah. down. You know, and he he, he makes he makes oh, them yeah. make a decision. But I think that's only because I think he's trying to go through a crowd of players when he doesn't need to. And right. I think I've seen that in modern day keeping where they just think they need to go out for it when you can just let your defence cover it. Back in the day, it used to just stay on your line and you let your defence clear it. The modern day keeper is to punch it as far as possible. But you don't feel like you... You don't have that heart attack inducing moment when Stockdale does it, where you're like, ah, he's getting close. With, there's a calmness to his play, isn't there? And he's yeah. got such a good range of passing. I think... I think it's a great time for the transition from Stockdale. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Stockdale still play, you know, so there's not that it's not like I'm being against that. But I think Dawson being in this kind of form, it's actually a bit of a masterstroke the way the transitions happen. Mm. Second half of the season, you've trans you're transitioning the keeper out. That's that's clever. If it works and it seems to be working, touch wood. Like, I'll take that. I think that's, they push each other well. I think yeah. there's a, such a go the one thing that got me was when Dawson saved that penalty at the end of that game with the massive bear hug and run that Stockdale did to go do it. No, if there wasn't a camaraderie there, you wouldn't see that. But there is. Remember? Mm. Do you remember the game? I'm trying to remember which one it was. Because um, there's been so much over Christmas. Uh, what game was it? Chat, help us out. Yeah, chat, help us out. That's the good thing about having a chat. Which one was the penalty? Because I remember it. I remember the images of, and the jubilation of Stockdale's face. Um, 
I think what I was really impressed with was the fact that we just decided to defend against Newcastle mm. and it actually worked. Oxford, thank, thank you, you, Ben. Um, but we just tried to, we just defended against yeah. Newcastle and it actually worked. Do you remember when we'd usually concede? They brought on so many first teamers as well. Was, not to was, mention they started with a £60 million striker. It was funny when they started bringing on all these first teamers, like, like, like world-class first teamers, like, so you didn't think you could beat us with your B squad, so the A squads had to come on. Okay, we'll I see was, how it is. I was worried when Trippier came on, and his corner, because his corner delivery yeah. was lethal, and what did we concede from? Corner. His set-piece delivery, and I was just like, every time, because when we decided to defend, and there was about 15 minutes because of the added time with just, just all out mm. defending and put your bodies on the line, that was rough, because Trippier was on, you had um, Gimaresh on, you had... I'm um, on. Almiron were on and I was just like oh no this is not fun you know what I liked though was at the end when Darren Moore was doing his interview uh, he was like Trips are you off alright Trips see like yeah. I love and everyone were doing the thing. friends thing yeah the thing that got me that was the first time in a long time you've seen Darren Moore in one sense be a fan and not the manager. Mm. That celebration, we don't see that often. But I think he knew how momentous this was. And let's also remember, we can are... Can I also say, though, please, trip. can we just rein it in a little bit? Yeah. Right. Because us beating Newcastle wouldn't have been a massive thing too long ago. We did the double over the other season. I will take the fact that they've got all this money and they've got this fantastic side. It's a big thing. But you know the way it was being reported, like we were like this little mm. minnow. I was like... N- no, not fully. Let's not let's not go that far. But yeah, I think I, know. I think there's. I think it's more that a lot of people didn't take in our form and didn't take in what we've done recently, especially Martin Keown, who felt spoke utter tripe on comments. Oh, do you mean that um, Palmer was playing in an unfamiliar position in a position yeah, he's played he's made head over like, like two hundred no, appearances? No, he's done. He's done this. All season, and I will say something. Next season, Palmer needs to be given like the fitness coach thing and going, right, you know, with all that running you did, take everybody else and do it because he's the fittest player on that pitch at the moment. And let's also remember, we did this without a Barry Bannon. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't even want to say this because I don't. People presented the argument that we look more complete without Barry Bannon. I disagree, in fairness. I want to say that straight out there. But I, it is nice to know that we can still... We I can... will say we need to learn to win without Barry Bannon. And if this is a good but that's, thing that's an example of it. Do you know what I mean? Buyers in that midfield. Let's move on then to the Fizz talk then. Because I, I can see it a lot in the chat as well. Mm. Do you cash in? There's an I, AC there's AC Milan interest probably, which is an agent talk agent talk, obviously. Um I think it's all agent talk, to be honest. Yeah. Uh I think they're still trying to get the best deal. My issue but also, is we're on he's he seems he seems fairly keen to sign a contract. I think the agent's pushing him the other yeah, way. Yeah. I if I remember correctly, when Fizz came in originally, I think he sacked his agent to get it done because there was something going on. If I remember correctly. The thing is, there's a lad here who just wants to concentrate on his football. He's said that time and time again. Any talks are between agent and club. 
Now, the problem is we still want to massively sign him. The problem I've got is I think he getting being dragged into the involvement with the talk, which is not letting him concentrate on his football. Because the game where he looked superb, he dropped off completely since since he got talked about, he could go here, there, and everywhere. His form had dropped off massively. He's a good sub to bring on. I just don't think he's a first teamer yet because he's very good at going forward, but defensively he's poor. And I think that's where we struggle and he's passing. But if we can turn him into the player that we can see that's starting to develop, he would be superb. And I actually, th- I actually think it's one of those situations where he will be better off staying. And I'm not saying that from a Wednesday perspective. We actually, Darren Moore seems to be developing him properly. Mm, yeah. The one thing I don't want though, I kind of want him to just sign the contract because it'll get some of the fans off his back. I think that's probably what he needs. Because what's twisting things now is um, the fans are sort of going, well, if you don't want to be here, what's the point? You know, and it's not necessarily that's the situation. I think the best thing for him would to be is to sign the contract and continue his development because he's 21 years old. Mm. He's still saying that he wants to stay at the club. It come out, I think Joe Cran did a piece today saying the club still wants to tie him down and he wants to see out the end of this season and see what happens. Now, I've seen people go, oh, he wants a promotion bonus or whatever. There's a player there that just wants to play football. Mm. He's never ever once come out and said he wants to leave. He's never. Yeah, no, not ever... in, in fairness, punk. No, not a lot of players do. They just it's no, back talk. They don't. Know? But he's always said it between agent and stuff, and I just keep myself out of it. I think there's an opportunity for where when they if they want him, but don't. It's it's does scream a little bit of George Hurst again. But I think the club are in that kind of position where they're like. We're not going to be over the barrel on this. If you actually want to stay and we want to develop it, brilliant. Granted, Darren Moore said he never wanted this to happen again after what happened with Liam Shaw. By the way, how's that going, How Morgan, mate? Um, little dig. Um, but the thing is, we have to get better at signing players on contract and not letting them do this. And we thought we had this done. But when you look at what we got, running out of contract at the end of the season. There's a lot and a lot of good players, but it's more the youth side. I think we need to start tying down to proper four-year contracts. The moment they get to the second year of a four-year contract, see where they are, extend it then. We shouldn't be going to the last end of someone's contract doesn't, trying to do I it. Will, I will say again, that's the ideal thing, isn't it? But football, again, doesn't work like that anymore. No. Not at this level. It just isn't. I don't think he's ever really worked like that. But when you're in League One level, the only thing we've got on our side is our history and our and a, and a positive manager. Which is yeah. why, for ages, I was like, "Why is the negativity around Darren Moore?" Because I think I think it's a very short-sighted view to have the negativity around Darren Moore when this is the first time we've been positive in quite a few years. It probably probably since the Bruce left. Yeah. You know, before Bruce left, there was positivity around the club and then it just tanked. It's the yeah. first time we've got that part, which is why I would have given him time anyway. And the fact is we're second. Are we yeah. still second? Uh, or has, has there been other fixtures no, I since? I think we are still second because it was in FA Cup game as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, people, 
Uncle Boris, like, for example, says, oh, after watching Saturday, do you think we should catch... Uh, do you all think how much we could get for... I'll read that again. What do you think of how much we could get for Delhi if we tried to cash in? I think you'd probably get, like, pittance at the minute because yeah. clubs could pick him up. I reckon you'd get less than 500k for him. So we it had probably a million or so from Blackpool in the summer. And it's right. one, yeah. one of the things where you wonder if that was a smart move to keep him or not. Granted, we would have had a million in the bank, but then would we still be like going, do we miss him? Because at that point, we weren't really playing him. He start, he had a really good breakout August, September, and then it kind of went off a little bit. And that's a mixture of injury and trying to get ahead of people in the squad. I think for Delhi, if Delhi signs the contract and we get it all sorted, then great. The issue is, I think there's a lot of clubs who are keeping an eye on big profile, AC Milan, PFE. Now, that sounds agent talk, but you never know with these things nowadays. There are players that will go to things. But I think the issue you've got is that you have to be very smart with how the player does. And if he doesn't sign a new contract, don't, bam, don't have a go at the player because at the end of the day, it's football. It happens. Let Leave that to us Yeah. on breakout topics. Um no, but yeah, I know I know what you're saying. It's I can see people saying, Does it does he seem disinterested? That sort of thing. I think we're just making a mountain out of it at the minute. We'll yeah. see what happens. We heard a few months ago he was keen to sign a new contract. So yeah. it's it might have changed. And it possibly has changed because time because he hasn't signed a contract. But with an agent in your ear and you're a young player at twenty one with that much potential. We talk about you you spoke a little bit about him going back tracking back there but you could technically just play him as a cam and then you wouldn't yeah. have to worry about that so much exactly. so the, there is that side of his game as well it's i think barry bannon's uh, comment was interesting when he'd been grilled about saying why would you want to leave we've seen players leave in the path and it's not worked it's like i'd rather him stay here with development and i think barry bannon's a good mentor to have him will volks is a good mentor around him we've got a lot of good midfielders with young players around them who can teach them their trade and I think he's got a heavy seven sell-on fee as well. I know Jez has asked that yes, in the he chat. Has. I think he does have quite Man a heavy City, one. Man City have got a massive sell-on fee on him. I don't know what it is exactly, but I, rem- I remember it being reported a while it, uh, 15, when he was... 20%. Oh, right, okay. I thought it was about... Yeah, I thought it was about 25, 30, yeah. but I might... I can't remember. I thought it was a bit more than that. That's not too bad. That's. I mean, it's not great, is it? No. But yeah, there's a... There's quite a, ch- there's quite a chunk on that. So... It's just one of those that you're going to have to sit on and see. But the grass isn't greener. We've learned that the grass isn't greener. Yeah. So stick around. And he's staying for the rest of the season anyway. He said yeah, that. he doesn't Unless want to find leave. out he signed a pre-contract. But, you know. It- right. Uh, let's do the League One roundup just before we get into the rest of the news because that kind of tilted in before we got into the main news. So... Bristol Rovers beat Cambridge United 2-1. Charlton won 2-1 against Lincoln City. Bolton and Plymouth were nil-nil with Plymouth getting a red card. Interesting Morgan, that they lost Morgan, Morgan Wickerter as well. Uh, Morgan Wickerter, do you yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, I sounded like I was correcting you there. I was just making sure I'd heard you right. Um, so Plymouth sit at the top. with a, They have got a game played on us, though. So we've are got a game 57 in 57 points. 57 points. 26 played. We are on 52 points. 25 played. So 
I'm right we're thinking Ipswich are in third yeah. on 50 points, so we're two points clear. Derby have obviously got a couple of games in hand. They've only got one game in hand on us, though, so Derby have to do some catching. Mm. It's The one concern is the spending that's going on around us, but we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit later. I've got a topic where I want to talk about that. But I will hand this section of the podcast to one of the people in the live thumbnail. It won't be in the normal podcast thumbnail, but the live thumbnail. Callum Patterson, what? What do you think about this? Because I actually want to talk to you about this because we started disagreeing on message last night and I was like, we don't disagree on the podcast. So you can't see it because your hood was over it. I know what you were trying to do there. You failed me. You failed me. There you go. He's got the shirt. He's got the shirt. Where is my shirt? <laughs> it's probably in there somewhere. But yeah, see, uh, that's an old <laughs> old channel joke. Not even a podcast joke. No. The, B, the big P. It was um, a live stream, if I well, They're going to become collector's item if he leaves. Um, Right. Do you think he's going to leave? Because you, <sighs> I think you do. I do think he's going to leave, but the only reason I think he's going to leave because it's going back home to Scotland and it's going back to the club he started at. Uh, if you followed what Callum Patterson's had to deal with with his mum, with her cancer, I'm wondering if there's a aspect of just being closer to home and stuff. Now, I did know he was building a house in Sheffield. Uh, the way you presented this to me last night, though, Jake, this is the point <coughs> I'm trying to get across, is the fact that you thought you thought he might leave without uh, with Darren even wanting him to stay and he wouldn't have a, it's sort of like maybe Chancery sells him more, the deal gets through and we end up without a replacement, that sort of thing. It's more and that's where I massively disagree. This is it's more because one of the replacements is gone. He's signed for them today. And the problem is Darren Moore have made it very clear he doesn't want him to sell. But Chancery also knows he needs to start not letting players go for free. Yeah, and I understand that. I understand that side of it. Carry on, and then I'm going to The problem is, Darren Moore has been burnt in the path. When he was Donny manager, they had Ben Whiteman, and they sold him underneath him. Now, I don't think he would be sold underneath him, and I think Darren Moore could, will, well, will get a replacement involved. But the problem is, the kind of replacement Darren Moore will bring in is not the kind of replacement we need. I don't need, we don't need a 20 year old Premier League kid. We need someone who knows League One or League Two to come in yeah. and step in. He ain't going anywhere this season if we don't get that sort of replacement in. I'm telling you that now. And I will, I'll be, I'll come back to this and go, I got something very wrong when it happens. If he's going to Hearts and we haven't got a replacement properly, at the minute, we ain't signing anyone, right. mate. That's what, what I'm quite I, concerned about. I let got, me finish. Hang on. <laughs> what, hang on. Now, what let I, me finish. He will be signing a pre-contract, right? See? He will be signing. A, if he's going anywhere, he's signing a pre-contract. We never disagree on this podcast. Let me revel in it for once. The, what I've been told, and now this is the big one, what I've been told it blindsided the club a little bit. Even though it's been said in the media and it had been reported but today. But then you change your mind. No. But and you go, no, because it's not over the line, is it? <laughs> Carry on. Get your breath back. Carry on. 
feel like I'm beating an old man here because he's balling. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I'm I'm just concerned that if you look at our striking options, right? It's Michael Smith, brilliant. Winda, technically not a striker. Gregory's back in training, but got a back issue. Wilkes. How many times this season have we had to rely on Patterson coming off the bench to change the game a little bit? I agree. The problem I've got is that I'm scared of us not getting someone in who's the right replacement. I'm scared of us getting a young 21-year-old or 19-year-old or John Jules kind of person. Remember last season, we had the opportunity to go get Sam Crockrose and John Jules, and Darren Moore said we didn't need any strikers. This is my concern because we don't have another ready-made replacement for Patterson. I don't think he's going without a replacement anyway. I think we, he doesn't okay. go anywhere until the replacement's in. The problem is there's a player there who has said openly he wants to play more and he wants to have game time, but how the do you let him get in between Smith and Windass at the minute without being a part-time off-the-bent player? Did that my concern? I just don't think it... I Honestly, I think probably I want to give him both. a new contract, to be fair. Yeah, so do I at the minute. It's just as a utility. It just... It can... He's a centre back anyway, isn't he? No, um, they they bring you come back who... to Hearts and play at right back anyway, would it? That's where he played it's originally actually, for him. It's really funny because I went trolling through the Heart forum and they were all like, "Where do we play him? Do we play him as a right back? Do we play him as a goalkeeper?" And so he said, "No, we just put him in the pond. and He can go fishing." He's um, Andy Pinney waiting gold the last couple of games. He's been this super... screams to me is a situation of he probably wants to go back and. Even though we might, it depends on the fee, right? Mm. As well, I want to, I want to cater this in because if the fee is a million plus, which I don't think it will be, no, right, then I'd probably do it, and we'd just scramble for a loan replacement because it's is. Oh, I don't know though, because <laughs> it's promotion worth a million at this stage. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But is Patterson the promotion link? No, no. The problem is, you. We, it's this annoying thing because we've always said on this podcast, and when we put privately, when we get players in six months of contract, we should get a fee and let them go. We're now in that position where we're like, no, not when we're so close. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where you wouldn't really want to leave the projects at this stage anyway. No. It's, Especially with so many contracts running down, you might as well just wait. I think we've got a full first eleven out of contract at the end of the season. Mm. And a lot of them will know that they possibly won't be part of it next season. But if you sign a contract now, every single person in the fan base is good. Whenever you have a slightly bad performance, they're going to yeah. think, well, you don't care anyway. I do agree with Caboodle Fish. I think that's the right amount of money. Yeah, not spending more than 400k. Yeah. I, I think he's probably worth more than that to us. So I'd keep him and I would <laughs> offer him a new contract. <sighs> But we're not offering new contracts. No, I don't mean I'd offer it him now. <laughs> but he's, gonna, he's definitely going to sign a pre-contract with them. So basically, we decide, do we want 400k? Or do we want him for another six months and have backup for when our injury curse strikes again? Is that worth 400k to us having a backup? I'd say yes. So if we're not getting, yeah. for, if we're not getting that much money, I would just keep him and let him go, for, go on a pre-contract. Also, 
a lot of people forget Patterson is only 28. <laughs> yes. It, because of what, how well he's done recently of well, he'd been superb of what we needed. Like, Atty Newhute was at the game versus Newcastle. And some of the performances he's doing at the moment are that level of like hurrying players down. We don't have someone who else can do that. That's my big thing. But we'll see. I still think we need strikers. And I can't yeah, believe I you said we don't need strikers. I was like, what? Because <laughs> Windass isn't a striker. I know he's got five goals in a week, so... He's an attacking midfielder. Wilkes, I, this could be the making of Wilkes because Wilkes in that Cambridge game was superb. Um, Two superbs, thank you. Podcast yep. staples. They should have a drinking game for this podcast. Yeah. He Carry was on. really good in that game. He played some good football. He could, and he showed he actually could actually play right wing back because he actually got back a lot to do the defensive coverage. The thing is, we know we need centre backs. We need. Another striker if passing goes, mate, and maybe a central defender. Uh, not central defender, central mid. Just because, are you convinced that Ad Adoniran is going to stay fit? If Barry no, going to come back, it's, but, he's one of those players though that would be nice. It will be nice to have around the squad. See if he keeps picking up knocks, nobody's going to want to take a punt on him. But no. it's uh, he's he's Adoniran. There's such a player in there. I think we need to look at fullbacks, but not immediately. I think Reese James is someone we need to pull the trigger on. You bring me to a perfect point later, but I actually don't understand why we haven't actually gone and got natural fullback when we can spend money. Yes. I think, I'll be honest with you, I think a lot is riding on next season. Mm. And he, he is... We're sort of in that situation where with so many out-of-contract players, there's going to be a revamp at the squad no matter what anyway. Yeah. So you either you either keep some of the players on if we don't go up and see if we can try again next year, but then again, you've got to cut off quite a lot to, mm. to go up because these have had a couple of tries now and they've not done it. And if we go up, you're going to have to reshuffle and people are really going to have to fight for it at the end of the season. But it's also a case of players that leave in a promotion season they should never let their heads drop if they've run out of contract. Because oh, no. if you, I always think that like if you leave, if your contract's running out at the end of a promotion season, even if you were just coming off the bench, there's a chance that you're not going to struggle to find a club in the division that you just left. Obviously, it doesn't help if you want to go further up the chain. But it's, uh, yeah, I think, I think we just keep, yeah. we keep Patterson for the six months at least. And we... Uh, we look to the future and I'm sure we will talk a lot more about the future as we, as we go on. But um, let's talk about who might not be in our future very, for, for, for much longer. No. Oh, don't go. Why Mark do McG we always fall in love with centre backs on loan? I don't know. It's only, we've had some brilliant centre backs on loan, but we never signed them. <sighs> yeah. Mark McGuinness, do you think he's going back? Do you think this is just going to be a technicality that the like the uh, who is it the EFL who are blocking it are going to get battered for well, if they don't allow one of the players to return? Hang on, it's EFL and FIFA. It's right, not, okay. It's a FIFA EFL ban. So what I gathered is that they need to pay uh, a payment to is it Nice? 
Who is it? Is it? Oh, is it saying? No, it, it was. Saying, it was. Uh, oh, I've forgotten the club. Ah, I've remembered it. But you, hang on, <laughs> hang on, carry on. I know because, who it is, but it's the so, one that you can't. Is it the one you can't pronounce on the podcast without it sounding yes. odd? Yes. Yes. Um, that basically, basically, if you can't remember it, is that they signed a player. There was a terrible accident. The player sadly lost his life, and so did the pilot and everything. And basically, Cardiff kind of went, "Well, we didn't receive our." If you think of it like a delivery service, we didn't receive our package, so we're not paying you. Now, it they've actually turned around and gone. Well, we don't believe we have to pay this, so we're not going to. But now it turned out that it's like, oh well, if we pay this we can have the transfer ban lifted, the embargo lifted. Now, the problem is that still, for me, they should still have the embargo. They still have made it drag on for so long. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing isn't it, as well with that, so, uh, jumping onto that. If you've let a player go to reduce your wage budget and then we're paying his wages or part of his wages, you technically shouldn't be able to bring him yeah. back and bring on more money because it's bringing on more financial burden. So if... You know? Yeah, so the issue is basically is that where it might help for Wednesday, and it all depends, I think it, today, it was the day that it was meant to do because we had a loan, we had it until the end of the season and there was a loan request that he could go back or something or recall, and that today, we'll fi- probably find out more tomorrow. Now the issue is they can't... <laughs> oh, he's going again, he's going again. Mark McGuinness. So the sad. issue is... Mark McGuinness can't be registered as a player because it's a re-registered. And I think people go, well, he can't be players, so he can be registered. No, he can't because he's got he's to be de-registered as a player from Wednesday and then re-registered as a player for Cardiff. Now, mm. if they can't get it done, he'll have to go play under 21s. Now, what's the point when he's playing week in, week out? You might as well let him stay here and just keep his development. And we still had him till the end of the season. This it's one of the weird ones where red tape could actually for once help us because they might not be able to. And I personally think if that's the case, I think he's probably going to stay because it's going to be a lot of work and we know how the EFL is. But because it's not just the EFL, it's FIFA as well. It's a completely different body and they will want to set an example. I tell you what, I can see a lot of people in the chat talking about would we be able to buy him? Work yeah, can't sell him. If we go up, then it's achievable, that sort of thing. I honestly think if he carries on like he is, and he does, stay, even if he stays at us for the next rest of the season, I could 100% see him going to like a Bournemouth or something next season. Yeah. The, the problem is, as people have said in, in, when I've done videos, I've said, can't we just buy him? They don't want to sell him. They know how good he is, and they should. We sh- I understand we should put an offer in. Oh God, yeah, we should put an offer if we've not already, but we should put an offer in and actually push test their resolve because they have got a transfer. But then again, it's not to do with financial fair play. However, if they do end up having to pay the fee, and they're forced to before they release it, they're going to need all the money they can get. It's, so it's a weird chancery. Chuck a million at them, yeah, and see what happens. If Ipswich can spend one and a half million we on, on a player, we can sign we can spend a million on a player that is crucial to our season at it's the minute. It's so weird, this one, because 
you feel for the Cardiff City fans because they've done nothing to it and the club's done it all. We know how they feel. We've had this happen before. It's such a weird transfer embargo that it's like no other because it's something completely different. And mm. they desperately need defenders. Look where they are in the league. They could drop out. But at the moment, they can't sign players in and they probably can't. They have let players go. Like I think they've let Matt Walter go to Barnsley and they've let another player go. The issue we've got is we need to have some clarity on this now. Because I'm pretty sure Darren Moore has got another player lined up just in case it falls through and whatever. But the clarity now will be easier so we know where we stand. And I think we're probably going to find out tomorrow, annoyingly, more about it. Yeah, we'll um, obviously talk a little bit about that next week. The podcast next week, the episode 100. Feel free if you are just just tuning in to make sure you go over to the community tab on Dexterity Box. Well, we've asked for all of your topics, basically. If you're in the Discord, it's all in there as well. We'll be having some of the community on. We just basically want as much of your input as possible. It's going to be a very much a, a general episode with a lot of stuff to talk about. We probably will have a good 20 minutes where we where everybody watches just to catch up on all of the news. Yeah. But we'll probably be talking about the club as a whole and then the podcast as a whole and things like that. There's a lot. There's a lot of different stuff. There's going to be some interesting debates and things like that day. about Wednesday's future and stuff. Um, yeah, saying that, though, I've got to drive after it, I realise. Oh, no. I've got to go back. So that's going to be uh, fun. I've got a two-and-a-half-hour drive after that. Um, anyway, I think he's going back. Mm. Do you? Yeah. I think we've done that typical Wednesday thing, maybe to play a ten times better and then gone, oh, well, you can't have him now because you've made him the player he is now. Speaking of players going back, Martin's gone back to Forest. Should mention that. Do you, are you sad about this? Um, Not really. We didn't utilise him with what he is. He's a winger. He's not a wing back. The game, he had played a little bit better playing that role, but I think for us, in terms of Martin, it frees up a loan face or what we can get in. Also, let's also just remember something about McGuinness. Remember, McGinnis was a replacement for Femiwu, who was injured. He was our emergency loan. Yeah. So, I think... um, my turn... He's, um, he's back as well, isn't he, though? Yeah. So, there's, there's options if you don't get injured again. My turn, for me, it was a luxury player which we didn't really utilise, uh, sadly, because he's got a lot of potential. But we don't play with wingers. And I don't get, and they go back to what I was saying earlier. Why have we not gone out and got dedicated wingbacks if that's what we're going to be playing? Why are we getting players to fit the position instead of getting players who are naturally that? I don't understand it. The, um, the side of Martin coming in, when, when Martin actually came in, I was like, is this a sign? Sorry, not side. Sign of we're actually going to, have a winger system mm. and we're going to alternate two wingers and not just win backs but he he did bring him in and then not play wingers so it was very odd but do you, do you understand what I mean though we've, yeah. had an, we've had an ability to spend money and we haven't actually brought in dedicated it wingers. is very odd uh, wing backs it's I don't understand it if you know your way of playing is wing backs why not go get them I mean you could argue that Reese James is quite good Oh, he, but then he, 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 he's played Reese James in the middle, though, as well, hasn't he? he, he put, <laughs> I think def, to Darren Moore, defend, defenders are like jigsaw pieces. He's got <laughs> the scissors and the glue out with. 
And he's like, ah, I'd be fine. <laughs> Stick him you, there. You, you know when Darren Moore gets a player in, he's got on the wall like, versatility. Can you do that, mate? Because <laughs> mm. that's yeah. what he likes, a player who's very versatile. And I think that's where Palmer's such, such a luxury for Darren Moore. Because he is that. He can go and do whatever position. But I just... It annoyed me in the summer when I was looking in this play we were doing and you could tell we were going to play with wing backs. I was like, why are we not getting wing backs? I don't get it. Speaking of uh, players and wanting them to come in and things like that, Luan goes back in League One with Ipswich. What do you think to that one? Um, he's not going to be a big time player for him. Let's put it that way. But it, he thought he could do well at Middleborough and just didn't do anything. A fit Luongo is a cracking player for League One. It's that if he fit, yeah. he has an injury record that ain't great. He said, I see myself playing at championship level. Those words have come back to bite you now, mate, I'm afraid. And the problem with, with it is that we had the whole situation that happened with him and the contract and whatever happens we still don't know if it was a case of that we offered him a contract that didn't get through to him. And then we just go, right, you've had a time period to say if you're signing, then you're not, you haven't got back to us, then we're letting you go. Has anyone who's left Wednesday for better things actually gone on to better things recently? Uh, Mikel Antonio. He didn't want to leave. No. And that was, that's going back, by the yeah. way. He didn't want to leave. Stuart, Stuart Gray, Gray didn't fancy said, him. I don't want you. I don't yeah. answer you. So that was the that was the madness there, and that's what I think. Th- no, the answer's no. No. And I mean, I was meaning in like the last couple of seasons since we've been doing this, but I don't think it has. No, I don't think it has. I think I think the issue with Luongo is that he's when he's good, he's good, but when he breaks down you have to figure out how to play without him. And I think they brought him in as a squad player, not a first-teamer. Because mm. I don't think they actually, in theory, need him. And if you actually look at what Plymouth and Ipswich are doing, yeah, people are already going, look at the top two, they signed three or four players, what are we doing? Don't worry yet, because at the end of the day, I think they are teams that need more than what we need right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think they they've got a gap to fill, especially Plymouth with the George Hur going back coming back into the fold. He's gone to uh, Ipswich. The talk that Theo Corbin who could be going to Ipswich because he's been recalled by Walter Blackpool from Blackpool. It's yeah, George Hurst could be quite good for the, for Ipswich. Ipswich are spending so much money. We, they spend more. They spent more money than us this season. Mm. They spent like. Ipswich have spent so much money. They need to go up, really. Yeah. And they're chucking money at it. Um, I'll skip over this topic and we'll come back to it then because we keep talking about it. We've missed out on Tom Cannon. He's gone to Preston. Yeah. He's one of our targets. Are you concerned that we seem to be like linked with a lot of players and we're keen on them and they're going to other clubs and we are not spending money when Plymouth and Ipswich around us are spending money? If it wasn't for what I've seen from Darren Moore in two seasons, I would be. But Darren Moore has shown that he's not one just to chuck money about or go we and get players. We haven't signed for, anyone, though. But, but for going to get players for the sake of getting players. 
Yeah. Now, I will admit, last season, he screwed up by not getting uh, Sam Crossgrove from Birmingham when he got John Jules in and said, I don't need another striker when we obviously did. Now, if our recruitment wasn't as solid as it is, I'd be concerned. But we've shown in the path around this time of year, look at last season, we brought in John, uh, Jordan Story and Harley Dean, two cracking players that really helped us get into that promotion push to get playoffs. If it wasn't for the fact that Darren Moore can recruit players, I wouldn't be, I'm not a concern. I think the concern is more that if there's, from what I heard, I think there was an agreement in place with Cannon and then Preston came in and they jumped at it. We need to start, want the agreement, just get him done and dusted and not letting him have time to think. Not letting the club have time to think. I think we are a case of sometimes being too nice and letting the player or the club have a bit too much long. But I think that's about buying into the project as well. And I think it's a case of Darren Moore wants the players that want to be here. Funnily enough, I think Martin was one of those players because he could have probably gone on loan to someone and he wanted to be part of the project and yeah. that's just not worked out. So... Because Martin could have gone to a lot of clubs, and he will. He'll, he'll go on loan to the championship now. I think he might go to Lincoln. Dear. Yeah. Why's that? They did well with Brennan Johnson, and they developed Brennan Johnson into a really good player. Oh, so you're taking that Lincoln, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a history of them using um, Nottingham Forest players and actually developing really well. And let's be honest, we are normally very good at developing players. We When we have loan players, we're very good. Now, the one thing that we got as an advantage, though, there are a lot of teams that will have watched that Newcastle game and gone, I want to send a player here. That Newcastle game does us more good in recruitment than I think people give, are going to give a credit for. Because That's the can, only good press we got from it. Carry on. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Um, it's that whole kind of situation where we can use that to our advantage and go, look, this is what this place can be when it's rocking. If you want your player to learn how to play in this kind of atmosphere, if why, if why Alec Ferguson used to send up players, he used to say, because the fans were on top of you, players would know about it. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point that Stanington makes here, actually, because he says, it's be, is it because we have a large squad and players would wonder if they would get a game which puts players off? I mean, if players are confident, they should come, they should they We've should not really themselves. got a large squad, though. If you if you're thinking of strikers, like let's let's talk about who Plymouth have brought in. So we're talking about play. They've signed two central midfielders. They've brought Jay Matetti and Callum Wright this window so far. Ipswich Town, the Ipswich Town are the ones that have sort of made a splash because they've signed um, Nathan Broadhead for one point five million. That is a steal. Mm. That is an absolute steal. Like if you actually look at our squad, so we got three goalkeepers on the books. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine uh, defenders. But Michael Whitway is injured. Ben Hennigan's injured. So they're your two main ones. Jack Hunt hasn't stayed fit or been ill. He's been ill this season. You've got Reese James, who's on, on loan. You've got Iortha, who has an injury problem. And you've got Palmer uh, and Femiwu. Femiwu, again, injury problem. Out of them, Palmer, Iortha, and McGuinness at the moment is your back three. Granted, if, but you, there's an injury issue with 
uh, Iortha, even though Iortha had a great game. Then you go to your midfield. It's Will Vokes, Adenaran, Barry Bannon, Byers, Delhi, Johnson, Backinson. Backinson has shown that he he got a bit of a ball that can go missing. He's good when he's good, but sometimes he's not there on it. Johnson just becomes a steady Eddie. He plays really well. The same with Volks. He knows what he's doing. Adeniran, injury issue. Barry Bannon currently injured. And it depends on how he comes back from that injury is how we deal with that. Byers, you're always worried whenever you go down. Let's be fair. And Delhi is the issue uh, because he's in and out. He can do it. And then if you look up top, take Patterson out. Say Patterson, hypothetically, say Patterson leaves, right? Right. That leaves you with Lee Gregory, Josh Winder, Wilkes, Smith. Gregory's it's got- a key point. It is a key point. For, sorry, interrupted you in your flow there. Sorry. Um, from Andy, though, that <coughs> a bigger, just because they're injured doesn't make it a smaller squad. They are still in the squad. It's it, a good time I interjected it is, it is a very good point, but the problem is it is a big squad, but it's not a big squad once you start looking at those injuries piling up. Yeah. That's the problem. Once you but start it, no, it still injuries, is a big squad on the books. On the books. That, I think, yeah, that, I think yeah, that's the side that we way, need to yeah, look no. at as well. Yeah. I understand it, but when you actually look at it as a first team thing, it's not a big squad because the injury got. I it's it's a weird one because I actually don't think we need much from that this transfer window as well. If we can if we can find a replacement for McGuinness and maybe a replacement for Patterson. I don't think we need much at all. Really. When you could look we, at it. Could we be looking more at loans because we've got such a big squad, even though we don't think we have? And we're yeah. we're trying not to add people permanently and just uh, just fill the gaps of injuries with those loan players, because that that would make sense, wouldn't it? That would make a lot of sense. And I think, I also still think there's a part of me that there was a an agreement with Chancery and Darren Moore that was something like, if I need to go get a player and I need to spend a bit of money because I've brought in all these frees in the summer, will there be a bit of money left over so I can get them in, in January? Yeah, I think, I think we'll start, we'll see, I think we'll... I reckon we'll bring in three players this winter. Yeah. It, the, I think the nice thing is that we haven't used a lot of our loans like we did last season as well, mm. which is really nice because these are our players. We've got Michael Smith who's starting to look decent now and look good, like the player who was at Rotherham. Again, with Michael Smith, though, we don't play to his strengths. We have this ability to get players and not play to their strengths. Yeah, but that's been Sheffield Wednesday for us. For so long. Yeah. So long. I think the only time I remember us doing that recently is when we signed Stevie Howard and stuck him up front and let him score a goal mm. in front of Cop. That was the time we last played to someone's strengths. Eight remember summer that? Yeah. <laughs> Eight summer signings, only two have worked out. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, I can see it. I don't know. I don't, I, there's still time with a lot of them as well. Right, this is from the Examiner Live. Sheffield Wednesday, I up surprise transfer mood. Move? M- not mood. For Blackburn Rovers player. Quote, Teo Adun is attracting interest from a number of League One clubs, including Sheffield Wednesday, Charlton Athletic, Oxford United, MK Dons, and former club Lincoln City. Blackburn Rovers' Teo Adun is thought to be on Sheffield Wednesday's radar. 
Sheffield Wednesday are a number of, one of a number of clubs. Yes, okay, you've said this three times. There is also said to be interest from an unnamed Portuguese side in Edun who can play at left back, left wing back, or in central midfield. Edun is believed to be available to go out and loan in the January transfer window, having struggled to command a regular first team place at Ewood Park this season. The 24 year old has only made eight championship appearances this term, with the majority of his minutes coming in the Carabao Cup. Edun, who started his career at Fulham, could be involved. Um, that's in the past. Yep. So that's fine. A dumb versatility could make him attractive proposition to our manager more. Again, with the versatility. I think the fact that he can play left wing back is the key one there for me. <laughs> yeah, he's actually a left wing back. Yeah. Can I give his FIFA card before yeah, we discuss him? It. Because he's actually a left wing back on FIFA. 67 rated silver is 75 pace, 45 shooting, 59 passing, 66 dribbling, 62 defending, 69 physical. Not too bad, not too great. But let's um, let's let's talk the grown-up talk now. Would you actually think in real life this would be ideal? I think it would be one that I'd like to see us loan for six months, if that's the case, and then see what happens. Because a six-month loan is nothing, and we got the room for it. But again, yeah, but he plays on the same side as Reese James. So when I could see this happening and Reese James going in a back three. Mm, yes. Yeah, I can see that. Then again, look at our formation. We we have so many different formations. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I like that though. I do I do like that we can go from a back three to a back five and the defences be solid. I think it's quite smart. I, I have read, I think I have read that the manager said he's probably not going to put him out on loan, but I couldn't find the article. It disappeared. If we get this, we've got to have it in a way that we can use him properly. And if that is the case of doing, because you've got to remember rotation, we're going to have a lot of games soon. So you might need it for the rotation with Reese James. You, you, we've also, we've also got to be aware of injuries and everything like that as mm. well. So yeah, I um, that's a position we need, right? So yeah. I'm in. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's bring somebody in, and um, bolster that defense a little bit more. Apparently, we're also, according to the Star, is it Luke McNally we're looking at? Yes. Yes. So he's somebody that we He was a Oxford player last season and a very good one at that. And he struggled to get into this Burnley team at the moment. So it could be one of those ones where they come, let him go out on loan for six months to see what he can do. He is a good player. He's a very good player. Um, also in this article, the top Aiden Flint and... So I just want to, before we talk about Aiden Flint, uh, Luke McNally is a 23-year-old centre-back. So if we are looking at centre-backs, this would seem likely he made 30 appearances for Oxford last season, scoring four goals from centre-back. He made 35 overall appearances. So um, he's, had a, he's had a good season in League One, so I'd actually be quite... Yeah. quite if McGuinness goes back, you can see why this makes sense, really. Yeah, exactly. Four appearances overall, only two in the championship for Burnley would would make you think he's... That's rough, that is, isn't it? Having a really decent season on Backer and then having limited... That's what happens to these players, though. It's it's what will happen to Mark McGuinness, I reckon. He'll be, he'll be chucked about that Cardiff team. If they don't put him in straight away and he doesn't find his feet <laughs> in the first game, that's why I'm like, stay here, develop. I, but, this, uh, this, is, this is the issue. Like For him, it must be brilliant to learn off Vincent Company, one of the best centre-backs in the world in his time. That's the thing, yeah. But 
at the same time, you need to go out and get game time. And when you're playing week in, week out, and then you're back to like not doing anything. Now, I'd rather take him than Aiden Flint. Yeah, because we are linked with Aiden Flint, as you said there as well. Why, why is that? Aiden Flint's injury record and is horrendous. Could you not just give him a six-month deal, though? Uh, do you want to is do he a free? Six- is he free? Sorry. No, it would be a loan, I think. I think he's still on the books. So it's dope. Oh. Um, that yeah, then, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably... But then again, Aiden Flint... He was super. <sighs> Can we take we both? That's something I haven't thought about. Because... Mm. Because yeah. if you think about the amount of injuries we've picked up and the fact that our centre-backs have played everywhere. Yeah. And he wasn't that bad when we had him on loan that time. Wouldn't that get us up towards your your uh, your what you wanted at centre-back tally at the start of the season? Yeah, it would, actually. <laughs> so everybody would be happy. That would actually take it up to thing. I did say we did need centre-backs and strikers in the summer. Yeah. The, yeah. I think I think the thing is, if we weren't the club that keeps having these freak injuries, you you look at it and go, not an issue. Again, it goes back to the whole thing. What? Let's face it, we need to move from Middlewood. Yes, it, we need to massively develop the stadium and move from Middlewood. They're two big things, long term projects that need to be properly looked at soon. The problem is if you do that, you risk having no money for a transfer window and building a squad to get out of Championship or League One. You have to take the rough with the move. And I don't yeah, think our it, fan base would take it. It's, it is difficult. I think it. there's been a pin in that for so long, so we'll just wait till we get back to the Premier League. You know, it's... Can we... you got to kind of do a Brentford now and see mm. what, what, what you can what you can do with that and maybe if we can within within hindsight if you think about it hindsight's a thing in it when yep. we chucked all the money at it if you think of the money we chucked at roads and stuff like that we should have done it then yeah we should have the moment Chancery got the club it shouldn't have been let go from over and let's get the training ground sorted then we can start building our own place he can't do it in this league no I think he can if he's if we're in a good financial position and we're okay to sort of be top 10 in the champ for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Which, but again, I don't think the fan base would be happy. Now, th- this, this is the problem. I think for what we need to do, we need to have a level of consi- uh, con... What's the word? Consolidating being a championship mid-table team while we fix everything behind the scenes, i.e. training ground. ground. The problem with things like that, it gets hard because fans will be like, we want this, this, and this. When they're not looking at the big picture, you get a new training ground, you can then make your own quality players and then use that as your academy to be a sounding board. And we, we did for a while. We're good at that. But Middlewood is so old. Middlewood is outdated and we don't own it. No. It's it's rough. I think I think if you decide to do something to that, you have to have an agreement with the fans that hey, I'm not gonna be able to spend that much this couple of seasons, yeah. but you need to be in a very solid position before that, you know. So yeah, and as Jess says, we we've 
he splashed a million out on the pitch before he even bought the club. So yeah, we sorted the pitch out. We'll see. I don't want to talk about this. I was going to rant. I was going to rant about it. I'll mention it. Um, Uh, To Dannington, we don't own the training ground. The training ground land is owned by Sheffield City Council. So we've been looked into, Hillsborough's been looked into, FA are looking to reports of overcrowding during a Wednesday Newcastle tie. This is a difficult one because anything you say will be likened to the disaster um, and you put yourself, because it, it's a separate issue because it's there's not been any trouble for decades. No. It's it there's no barriers there. There was no actual crowd enjoying the match apart from I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It's no. such a dangerous I think, thing I to think, talk I think about. The best thing is let the thief, let the FA investigate. Watch it. the footage. Yeah, all right. Watch the footage. Let the FA investigate it, and then just go from there. At the end of the day, everyone knows. As a, whatever happens, it's a big story and it's been made into be a big story, which when I don't really think it is and it isn't. It's if, just, if it's just want, a case if we, of we want, were on TV, we had a big if audience. If we want it to go away, the best way to do it, and again, it go back to fans will have to bite the bullet and realise we're not going to sign players. You knock Leppin Lane down and you start again. There's nothing, nobody's moaned about it in decades. People moan it's a bit grubby. We get some we get some national interest and all of a sudden it's back in there. And I've read some of the articles and I'm just like, did you even see the ma- how the match played out? Did yep. you see the fact that we don't use most of that stand, right, anymore? We There's also a reason we don't normally fill it. We the only time we really filled it in the past twenty years is when Wednesday fans have been in it. The 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 last time properly I can remember filling it was the league game where Chris Kirtland got hit by that uh, idiot fan that came on, and yeah, then we th- stopped. But we stopped after that because of that. But did you also notice that Leeds fans hate us and there was nothing said? No. And I also must say that a lot of Newcastle fans weren't saying this. There was just a couple that tried to that that said something, and then it lit like a match it took off like a match and it's just I just I'm tired because it's it's one of those things that it's you can't get away from you know Um, and you should never you should never forget what happened you should never be able to but like at the minute we've sorted it we've sorted the safety regulations and if there was something Wednesday all I'm saying is Wednesday would be the first fan base if that if that a waystand was unsafe still, especially with how close it is to our club. We would be the first to pipe up about it. it. It's like when people always say when they see us on TV, like going, oh, there's hardly anywhere. There's reasons why we don't fill that corner. Mm. It's a safety thing. The reason we've had our capacity in the past capped. Mm. It's not the 38,000 it can be when full now because we've had it capped due to safety issues. We understand the history with our club and the stadium and that stand. We get it. We understand it. But we can only do the best we can do what we're doing right now. Yes, I've read also the stewards weren't great, but you've also got to remember with stewards, they're brought in by a second party. Can I just say, if the FA and the (coughs) EFL and the Premier League clubs want to pay for it, we'll rip it down and rebuild it. But the problem is we can't financially afford to do it and it's passing all the safety tests. Yep. And when it's going through 
I, I personally, I know that to be honest, I've no, I've met a lot of Wednesday fans in the past who just want it down and it over with yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? So it's sort of like, I get it. I do get that. I do get that side of it, but it's just, it's, it's like, it, we can't yeah. have, we can't have something on the TV without something. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? We yeah. can't have any, any interest on Wednesday without that. And you know, the problem is once this gets investigated, we will be hit with a fine or our capacity even more capped. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's sad for the away fans because we're, we're going to get our away capacity because we're going to have to start uh, um, capping away fans. Yep. And you think about the fans that have filled that and we've been out and, and like, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a situation now where our away fans get reduced capacities because we're going to have to start reducing away yeah. fans capacities. And that means we're going to also lose on gate receipt, but it, there's the only way of fixing this and then, kind of thing you either demolish it or you move and then you're gonna have a period of people going well i don't want to leave hill for it it's at where we play there's no win-win situation in this it's can i just say the absolute uh, one thing i will say because this isn't actually can't be even deemed controversial the wet lettuces that were saying oh it might be controversial this but we should rip down old stadiums like hillsborough because modernization i'm like oh it might be controversial that it's but we need to get rid of these these old grounds because then you know they're not ideal for modern football right you got right. the money to pay for pay for it for us? No, but it shouldn't happen, no. right? It's all about renovation of grounds. Yeah, I would hate that to happen in in terms of in, in a lot of it. I would like. I've always said those World Cup plans would have been ideal. Oh yeah, they would be superb. Yeah, I think the situation Hillbrus never going to go away in terms of what it's connected to, and yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And whatever you do, there isn't a happy medium for anyone. You knock it down, then Chancery sells the land for, save houses. Where actually Hillbridge, it is a terrible place for a football stadium. When you look at where it's located, it's not the best. But where else is there in Sheffield where you can build? I love where it is. Mm. I love it. That, that's, that's always been difficult, that situation, because <laughs> Hillsborough is so close to my heart, the plate, you know, the area. Like, so it's 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 so difficult and yeah i i honestly think if we do whatever we get back to the prem the, the stands coming down yeah yes and rebuilding yeah and i don't necessarily disagree with it I, you, what you need to do if and when we get to the premier league i said premier league um yeah. we need to do what burnley did which was when they went up, they didn't spend a lot of money in. They knew they were going down. They built a very good championship squad, but they used all the money they got for the TV rights and revamped everything. And then said, we'll go down, we'll have another season in championship, and then we'll go back up again. Yeah. <sighs> it's, never fun. It's, ne- it's never fun for anyone no. when that all gets dug up, is it, Sam? Um, <coughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with the FA charges. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I should say if anybody was offended by us even talking about it, we're gonna have to talk about it. It's the the side of the podcast. Yeah, but it's I, something we did debate offline yes. about if we should do it or not, and it's we've it, got we've got a point where we make, where we say this is news and then we don't talk about it. Yeah, it's I don't think we've said anything bad. I don't think no. anyone uh, would. Be, I don't. I think we've we've been reasonable. But uh, it's 
Where you been, Mashi? I feel went to fan. We talked about it ages ago. Yeah, I know. I've been ignoring those comments as people just walk in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think there's a debate to be there's a there's a debate to be had there about old grounds and maybe some some joint funding to make sure that everything meets standards. If some things are falling to standards and the clubs can't afford it, you know, you can't yeah. just rip things down and because because part there's parts like you've been on the cop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just that stuff. Let's, let's also remember, this is also the club that sometimes can't get water in the lady toilet from what I've seen on Twitter with people. What are you saying. doing in there? No, I follow the fan base. You follow them into there? No. Shut up. <laughs> you know that's not what I said. There has oh, been bits where on Twitter well. where the female fan base has said running water in the toilet would be nice. That's just a simple thing to fix. But for some reason, we're not very good at that. We know there's lots of things that are wrong with Hilbert and how it's run and how, say, sometimes the concessions it's done. We understand that. But there's only so much chance here we can throw at it without it affecting the playing squad. That's the issue. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's such a difficult one, that one. Anyway, moving on. I was seeing in the... I was seeing in the chat... Oh, that's funny, Jess. I reckon even if you demolished it, the words presto stamp would still just float in the air above the the rubble. I think you're right there. Um, I will go into some t- uh, comments that I've seen. I seen one that I've saw that we could probably do as a topic and a, probably a brief one. Canberra to Huddersfield, how did you... What did you think about that one? Feel free to get any comments you in did, now that you, you did, want us to you, talk about. You, you got Jordan Rose, you've got Tom Lee. Why not have another one of ours? He He's so weird, isn't it? He did go for him, to be fair, but Canberra, one of those ones, if he kept on doing what he was doing, I thought we could have actually had a player that we could have done well, but they like, dropped off. And yeah. it's, it is weird though. You like, look at their quite like Tom Lee's, Jordan Rose, Canberra. Who else do you want? I, um, I find it very odd. It's it's one of those where you look at it and you can see why Huddersfield is struggling. Yeah. Because they're, they're doing what... Signing players that got us relegated. I know Canberra didn't get us relegated, but it is very... Is there a scout or something from the Wednesday side that went to Huddersfield? Probably. Because if you look at that actual championship table, it's Wigan, Huddersfield, Blackpool. Rother, a lot of those a, a so's families are Huddersfield fans, and I mm. still wind them up about Rhodes and the length of the deal they went for. Because when they signed him, oh, yeah, he's back. Like and I was three like, three-year deal. Three-year deal. Three-year deal. He did score a winner for him over Christmas, though, in a, in a big it's, game, apparently. It's one of those ones where you look at it and he was always going to go back there because he's, he's a legend there. Yeah. And it was always, we're going to get Jordan Rhodes, the informed one. We didn't get the informed one. We got the one that was just out of form. It's one of those situations when you look at players that have done well or haven't done well for us and then go somewhere else. You always like go, what have you seen that we haven't seen? Yeah. And you always question it. It best is to do well because you're like, how did we not get that level of performance from them? I, yeah, and it doesn't happen that often, though, no. to be fair. Players tend to drop off after 
being at Wednesday, which mm. is which worries me that players come for their last hurrah. Eh? But you know, let's go look forward. If I can't see anything else, so let's go forward to the next fixture for Wednesday. So Sheffield Wednesday play Wickham Wanderers next. Will it be a normal Wickham Wanderers performance? They are currently seventh in League One with a home record of six three three with 21 points and a away record of 5-2-6, 17 points. Their last match was a 3-0 win at Peterborough United. January 14th. Yep. We're playing Wickham. How are you feeling about this one? Um, I'm expecting a very boring game. A really boring game because if they get ahead, you know what they'll do. I hate playing Wickham with a passion. The way it gets up is just negative football. Do you think we should play Stockdale? <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Because <laughs> I kind of like, you don't want to knock Cameron's form off, but then I'm sort of like... Yeah, I kind, be... I kind of like the idea of just going... Do you know what would be amazing? You know what we should do? Absolutely just legendary. It, like, That's what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> right, go 1-0 up or something, or 2-0 up or something, and then sub him on. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I actually think that would be one of the most banter moves you could have met. Oh, just do it. Darren, anybody at the club that's connected with the club, right? If we go like two or three up, sub Stockdale on, because that would be hilarious. And you know for a fact that Stockdale would be wetting himself just knowing that he'd come on to do what he did at his old club. Yeah. Yeah, and no, do it. It's too awesome. perfect. <laughs> if we get in that position, you've got to do that. Oh, that'll be <sighs> awesome. It's if one of those games, they're looking, they're doing a bit of a push at the minute. They're looking decent. Uh, at one point, they were hovering near relegation, but they've gone on a bit of form. They have a fantastic home record, which we already know about. We know what their home record is like. They have a style of football, which unless you're a Wickham fan, and you watch it, everybody, any other fan that I've spoken to about Wickham, they all say the same. It is horrible anti-football, and I wish I didn't go away. It's <coughs> going to be fun then. So um, that is all I've got for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast, unless you've got anything to add, Jake. No, but the big one is we've got the big episode coming up. Uh, we'll put more stuff out this week to say where people can join No, it's in. already out. Is it already out? So go on yeah. the Dexterity Box channel. There's a community tab there asking for all of the stuff for episode 100. We're going to read as much as we can in that podcast. So if you've got a topic that you'd like us to discuss, it can be one of the silly ones, by the way, if you want to ask us something mental. It can be anything football related. It can be wide. It doesn't have to be topical. No. I actually asked for, how do you think we got on at Wickham? That's not going in, all right? They'd be a little bit more Creative. smart with our suggestions. It's and uh, everybody, everybody's on. It's me, Dex. It's Worko. It's so yeah. Sophie's it's, around. It's, yeah, it's, she's. It's a, so. At the end of the day, we did a big kind of. We got to fifty. Look at all. We did fifty episodes. We're doing the same again. And I'm just very. It happy was a year it, actually. It was on the fifty-two. Was it, it was I think. a year. Yeah. And now I, it's now it's we missed a couple, so it's an episode episode hundred, which is technically our two-year anniversary. Yeah, week, I'm just. So. When you start a podcast like this, it, you try and figure out how you're going to keep 
it relevant and keep it going because consistency and things like this is key. And the fact that we've managed to keep it consistent with your work schedule and everything else, like you said in the past jokingly, this is the longest running series on your channel. Yeah. <laughs> and But the fact that you, the fans, enjoy it and make it enjoyable for to keep doing is something that I appreciate because without you getting involved, we wouldn't have nothing to do the podcast about and you do make it better when you bring in topics or... Yes. Take we are gonna, we are really going to push that. Episode 100 onwards, we are going to try and get more people involved again. I've had a lot on, right? I've been for, I'll talk about all this next week. I've had a lot, lot on in terms of that I've not been able to put what I wanted to in the past probably like 30-odd episodes. If you look at how this podcast started... And how it dropped when I got busier, it was yeah. it was it was difficult because there is also a thing that I could do certain things to this podcast that the other members of the team, not necessarily saying they couldn't ever do, but can't currently do. Which means if I can't do it, it can't get done at the minute. So we're yeah. looking at we're looking at all sorts to make it fun. Episode one hundred onwards again, and I'm not going. I'm busy every single. And I will week say, well. having Worko come in and help us out when we need to do episodes has been really handy. And yeah. you as a community. God, I've got to see Jack next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Jack. It'll be lovely. It'll be, it'll be lovely <laughs> to see you, sir. But yeah, we'll all, we'll all be there. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, TalkingWednesdayPodcast at gmail.com if you're con at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com if you would like to contact us for anything ahead of the um, episode 100 if you'd like to get a topic in and you listen on the audio feeds and you only use email or something like that. We yeah, want like, as many people like, involved like as said, possible. It's like I was an avid listener and a fan at the beginning and now I'm part of the team. Yeah, I'm sure we'll all do that next week because you two can probably drink and I uh, I can't. Uh, I, I don't think but, I can uh, actually, I can have I can have one or two. We'll see. Um, but... That is it for this yep. week's episode 99 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. We will see you in the 100. But for now, take care, and we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.